Welcome everyone. This is Dr. Dominique Adams-Hill, the Associate Program Director, and you're joining us today for another episode of our uh, resident, Emergency Medicine Residency Case Cast, where today I'm joined by Dr. Dan Keyes. He's a board-certified toxicologist and emergency medicine physician, and he is our research director for our residency. Welcome, Dr. Keyes. Welcome, uh, Dr. Thank you very much for having me, um, Dr. Hill. Um, we're uh, planning to talk about uh, more COVID, sounds like, today. Yes, you said you wanted to uh, discuss an article that you that you have uh, published on uh, COVID. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, background behind this paper and what kind of pushed you to want to research it? Well, everybody you know, uh, listening to this podcast has been uh, immersed in, in COVID in so many ways over the past year and a half. Um, and uh, well, really, just over a year. Um, and, uh, and what we tried to do is go in and actually get, put this into data and look at the, you know, and crunch the numbers and actually look at some of the the waves and and activities that occurred during this pandemic. Our article is uh, is uh, actually published in BMJ Open uh, in February of this year, um, and uh, we. We, we describe what happened in terms of the patients that are visiting emergency departments in, in the state of Michigan. Uh, it was a very large study. We had 1.7 million uh, patients uh, in this database, uh, about 950,000 of which we looked at in, in a period of COVID and compared it to a similar period one year earlier. Um, and uh, so what we did in our data is we actually, we looked at a typical case uh, of what we described as COVID and using the American College of Emergency Physicians uh, definition um, and compared that to uh, the year previous. Now, some of those characteristics that they gave for COVID are similar to the flu. And we had a flu, a flu epidemic the year before. And so there were some actual similarities in that regard. Um, but you'll maybe recall that at least uh, in, in, in Michigan and most of the United States, there were, there were you know, three or four waves um, if you look at the mortality data, there's really three distinct waves, uh, including the one that we're just now at Lynn, Michigan, starting to see uh, on the descent, uh, thankfully. <clears throat> so uh, what we did was we took a period from January to uh, May uh, in uh, 2020 and compared it to the same period in 2019. Uh, so this is really the first wave, and we just wanted to describe what actually took place here. Now you remember uh, that in many emergency departments, there were the volumes really went down a lot, and many uh, physicians and physician assistants were you know out of work or or had to cut back uh, on their shifts and hours. Uh, in fact, a survey of uh, ASAP says that uh, you know revealed that 83% of uh, emergency physicians described having a cut in their hours during this time. And the reason for that is the visits dropped. So uh, we took a look at this, this trend uh, before the pandemic and then during the pandemic. And uh, there are some images and I can tell you about this again, it's, it's in the British Medical Journal Open and it's uh, in February of this year. Um, we may be able to provide you with a Q code that you can download this article. This, you'll, there are figures showing how we had a steady state, and then all of a sudden we have the index case in Michigan that occurred on uh, March 11th. And at, you can see a precipitous drop over the next several weeks uh, to a nadir that's about the middle of April, 
where hospital visits, or rather emergency department visits, dropped dramatically. They went to 48%, so half of what they had been before the COVID pandemic. There was a pretty quick rebound, a partial rebound, uh, towards the end of this period to uh, up to probably uh, 60%, but never quite reaching the full amount, uh, at least during the part of this, the term covered by this uh, study. Uh, we did compare uh, urban and non-urban uh, emergency departments and, and found that there, there's, there did seem to be a shift in trauma uh, with trauma going down notably in the non-urban areas and remaining more stable in urban areas. Um, and one of the, I think, very interesting things that we found was when we stratified by age, um, that there was a just a just a dramatic drop in visits by uh, pediatric uh, patients, uh, down to 20% of their previous volume. And uh, if you know, we know that in at least in our region, uh, children's hospitals were really very very quiet during this time. They just didn't have very many patients visiting, um, and that started to rebound. But the interesting thing is, if you look at older age groups, particularly the 50 to 70 to 70 plus, they were the ones that had the least change. They did also drop, but they dropped to 55% as opposed to 20%. So there's a less of a drop. And so we think this really re reflects a different demand curve for the different ages, that older patients have less say in whether they need to go in and get and receive care, whereas uh, children, or at least their parents, they're bringing them in felt that there was a lot more flexibility and they could hold back in coming into the emergency department. Oh, it certainly seems like it from your data. That's for sure. Keep going, Dr. Keyes. This is very interesting. Yeah, so uh, there was just uh, dramatic, you know, change that we saw in, you know, in person. Uh, I think many of you will remember that during the early part of the pandemic, there was very little traffic on the roads. It was very easy to get to work and back. Uh, just because there was nobody there, you know, there were no traffic jams. Uh, and so trauma did decrease during that time, uh, particularly blunt trauma. Um, we also did take a look, it's an interesting thing. We look at some of the most common diagnoses, uh, the ones that increased the most and, so, and so those that didn't decrease the most. And we found that there were, uh, for example, very large increases in alcohol intoxication and anxiety. Uh, as uh, presenting complaints during the pandemic, uh, whereas there was a decrease in patients seeking chronic pain relief, we saw that there were the percentage of patients that had high emergency severity index, in other words, the sicker patients, the, that percentage went up, which makes sense if people were trying to avoid the emergency department because they're afraid they're going to catch the virus, uh, that they wouldn't go into the emergency department. But if obviously if they're very sick, if they have a high severity index, they probably won't have a choice in whether they come. And so the, the average patient had a higher severity index, which really kind of makes a lot of sense. So just overall, there was a dramatic increase, uh, excuse me, decrease in total emergency department and pediatric, especially emergency department visits and during the pandemic, um, and a decrease in less emergent and, and chronic cases and increase in more severe cases, or at least the proportion that had that. Yeah, and I think we, as here in the state of Michigan, we definitely saw that in our sister hospital at St. Joe's Ann Arbor, whereas our our volume was very high going along with uh, downtown uh, EDs for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one thing, hey, listen, I something I should mention about this study. Um, 
in it is that we did not have access to race or ethnicity. So we weren't able to describe that. And we know obviously there were very dramatic impacts on the African-American community yeah, and also the Hispanic community uh, during the, uh, the pandemic. I was gonna say that many of the listeners may be aware of the challenge in, uh, in those who are senior residents trying to get a job uh, the market was much more uh, highly impacted and was difficult to, for them in some cases to, to get the job that they were seeking. Yes, that has been something that has definitely been highlighted a lot more in the over the course of this last year in terms of seniors struggling to find jobs. And um, but we we have been fortunate that all of our seniors have found jobs. Absolutely. It's been challenging. I, I'm confident, though, uh, that that will rebound. Uh, there is some data out there suggesting that uh, the, the, the market might get a little more saturated over time because we have an increase in the number of residencies in emergency medicine. And this has been out there in the popular press and in the uh, emergency medicine, uh, you know, free journals uh, that, are, that many, many listeners may receive. They've, they've been discussing this, this concept that there are more graduates out there and so it may get more competitive for jobs, but no question we had a tremendous impact with the pandemic uh, in the hiring uh, experience uh, and the job uh, job find, search experience for our seniors. Agreed. It's definitely been a more difficult time, but I agree with you, Dr. Keys. I think we we will bounce back as volumes are already kind of rebounding back to pre-COVID levels. So I do think that things will are getting better. We did glance at the uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics recently, uh, looking at how employed physicians are. Now, this doesn't specific, specifically apply to emergency physicians, uh, but all physicians. And you could see a really big rebound in hiring, or at least in, in hours worked, to it looks like 80% of what it was before. So there, there is a pretty big uh, rebound occurring. Agreed. And I, I hope that upward trend uh, does continue. Well, I guess, Dr. Keast, thank you so much for discussing your uh, your uh, research on COVID and how it affected uh, ED volume for adult and pediatrics, as well as uh, different uh, for elderly people, trauma versus non-trauma. And uh, also, thanks for uh, t touching upon uh, the struggle that some of our seniors have, um, well, a lot of our seniors uh, have experienced during this uh, pandemic over the last year. And uh, I want I wanted to give you an opportunity for any closing remarks. Well, you know, the thing that we have to do when we have an experience like a pandemic is to go back and look at the data, try to see what we can learn from it, and, you know, hopefully learn, uh, proceed to be more prepared for the next time around. I agree. And I feel like coming down off the third wave of this pandemic, each time I feel like we've been more prepared than when we first encountered it um, in the very beginning. So I definitely agree. It's important to learn from, from uh, what you've experienced. Well, listen, and thank you very much uh, giving me this opportunity to, uh, to share our research and experience. Uh, you're welcome, Dr. Keys, and thank you everyone else for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time on another episode of Case Cast.